last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, with our boy Glenn out of commission uh, due to a curse coin in his, what I'm now calling a chainmail tote, because totes were very, very frequently used in uh, Hawaii. Uh, Rangrim, Cosmo, and their good friend Curious take on a ship of pirates that had just sunk a shipping vessel and looked to be taking some sailors hostage. Or was going to kill him, I couldn't really tell. Um, Rangrim springs to Glenn's aid as Glenn passes out and is about to fall into the water and bounce his head off the ground, or I guess off the water because of uh, water walking. And uh, basically just the, the way you described it was Weekend at Bernie's, but I, I think more it was like the baby and Hangover where I was just constantly attached to you in some way. You probably put sunglasses on at some point, but that's how I like to picture it. A little bit of both. So Rangrim comes to Glenn's aid as he usually does, carries him to safety while just sending Cosmo directly onto the deck of the ship to uh, deal with all the pirates by himself effectively with the power of a sorry, with a powerful control water spell. Cosmo then brazenly tells the pirates to grovel before him, and with some luckily failed wisdom checks, some of them take a knee and cower at his might. Uh, Curious, thinking quickly and cooperatively, implores the sailors on the ship to help her bind up the, I think it was an ogre, the pirate ogre, while she makes her way towards the captain to just smack her up a bunch. Um, long fight short, Curious yeets a bugbear with a roundhouse kick. Uh, Rangrim Gallagher's the ogre, and Cosmo lightning smites the captain into oblivion. Uh, the captain, before dying, mentions the Duke, or I believe we kept you left the captain alive, right? Yeah, for, she's a captive currently. For in, some interrogations. Uh, the captain mentions the Duke, who may be responsible for the coalition of all these pirates. Um, oh, my very next line, if I kept reading, was the captain is knocked out by Curious and left alive for interrogation. <laughs> Uh, Rangrim uses his magma hammer to shoot a literal volcano spray at one of the remaining pirates attempting to flee and turns them into ash, which is pretty fucked up. And then as we fade out, we see a giant ship, almost a floating fortress, as our DM described it, off of the distance, and aboard the ship is a massive figure with red skin and gleaming vicious white teeth. That's where we left off. Awesome. Thank you very much, BK. That brings us to episode 62 Red water. So, welcome back, travelers. As we catch up with our almost heroes, we find them sailing away from their latest high seas encounter, headed towards the island outpost of Redwater, aboard their newly accommodated pirate ship, accompanied by its unconscious pirate captain and new crew of rescued merchant sailors. What lies ahead for them at Redwater? Only time will tell. So the scene uh, to set it is it's late at night. Um, you all have, as we described in kind of the uh, the epilogue of the last episode, you had made some distance away from, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, an hour, a couple hours or so away, it's, it's later at night than it was when you had your encounter. Um, you, the merchant sailors are, you know, have been sailing and steering the ship towards Redwater. That's where you kind of have your rendezvous set up with uh, Third's Charm uh, and the crew on there, Eco and Captain Combs. Uh, and then both the pirate captain uh, and Glynn are still unconscious. Uh, uh, Rangram, have you like laid Glynn somewhere? I, uh, or is, there, is he still kind of over your shoulder? You keep an eye on him? Uh, if we made it to the ship, I probably would have laid him down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I mean, th at this point, you've been on the ship for probably a couple hours, have, sailing uh, south towards Redwater. 
you're still aboard that uh, that kind of like pirate ship that you stole. Okay, yeah, Rangram would have like laid him down somewhere and then sat probably somewhere near him while I took my rest or long rest. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so I think that maybe a little bit into your uh, long rest, you you um, you kind of start hearing like a, almost like a coughing, gagging noise. Uh, when you laid Glenn down, he was seemingly doing okay, um, but like, Earlier on, you'd seen this kind of before, but it's worse this time. He's like, he seems like he's kind of like convulsing a little bit, and there's like foam kind of coming um, out of his mouth. Uh, medicine check? <laughs> Can I determine okay. if he's like ill or if this is an effect from uh, magic of some type? Some type. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, roll me a medicine check. Maybe some sort of an aid to him to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I would assume that you're around somewhere. Um, so yeah, you can either roll it yourself or you can uh, give him advantage. I'm going to give him advantage. Okay, I rolled okay. 18 on the first one. Nice. And then a 19 on the second one. Hey! There you go. So that's a 27 on the medicine check. Okay. You are fairly certain that uh, this is an effect being caused by the like contact with the coin. You don't know whether, like, because he's been kind of going in and out of it, like, you don't know whether it's prolonged contact that's making it worse, um, but you can only assume that this is for is, is a cause uh, based on the contact with the coin. Rangram, as you're staring at Glenn and, and watching him, like, he, he seems to kind of like, uh, as he's going through the convulsions, you see something really strange. The scimitar um that is on glenn's back starts to glow with this like faint blue light and then you see glenn's hand that's like fiercely clamped over the coin to the point where like you can see his own fingernails have been digging into his palm and like you can see blood is kind of running down from that you see that start to open but in a way that looks like it's being forced open uh like kind of slowly and as this is happening we're going to jump over to glenn glenn you don't know when or where or what is going on, um, but the last thing you remember, you grab that coin, and when you open your eyes, uh, first there's nothing. You find yourself kind of in this like white space that there's just nothing there. And then kind of as you're looking around and your eyes are focusing, it's almost like a cage materializes around you as if, as if it's like almost rendering into existence around you, just kind of like pixel, everything's like fully rendering and you find yourself in this, uh, in this cage, uh, in the middle of this white space, this essentially white void. Uh, hello, did I, oh shit, I grabbed the coin again, didn't I? Can I like touch one of the bars? Is it hard, yeah. is it metal? It makes, yeah, it makes like a kind of like a ping noise like normal metal would. Um, but as you call out, you hear a voice from beside you. Uh, 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 hello, is someone there? Uh, yeah, hello? You turn to look to your side and you can see that there is a very similar cage that is you are in, right? That is right next to you. It's separate, there are two separate cages. Uh, and you see a, like an adolescent 
boy that has long black hair, uh, very unkempt, wearing these like kind of like sackcloth style robes. Um, they look very like like withered away, and uh, they have like a C-shaped shaped scar around one of their eyes. Um, but you can see them kind of like looking at you. They're sitting on the ground in their cage and kind of have pulled themselves up to it and are looking at you through the, the cage, uh, just uh, kind of talking to you. Human or can't tell what, right? Seem seemingly human, um, though, like as you're kind of looking at them, they might have some elven uh, in them because they kind of have like slightly pointed ears. Uh, hey, how are, I would say how are you or ask how you are, but you're uh, looking a little worse for wear. How long have you been here? I, I, and he's kind of like, you can see them kind of thinking. And then they seem kind of like upset with the fact that they can't really remember. And they're kind of like, they, their face kind of like gets contorted and they kind of shake it off and goes, I, I can't really think about that. I, I don't really remember very much. I'm sorry. Do you know, do you know where we are? I've, I've been here, I think once before, but just kind of by magical means, and that's how I ended up here again. Do you do you know where we are? I don't. I don't know. I. I and as he's kind of like struggling to remember, Glenn, you are calling back to something. You've talked. You've touched this coin a few times, and you've had interactions with this coin a couple times. Uh, one of some of your early connections with this coin, you remember talking to a figure that was like, it was almost seemingly confused, couldn't remember its name. And uh, then you couldn't, you never spoke with them again. Something else like essentially started reaching out to you through that coin that was much more aggressive. Um, that's kind of what you remember. And like, I think that this, that kind of like memory floats to your, the surface of your mind as you're speaking to this, uh, this person. Mm -hmm. I, I think we might've, Spoke once before, maybe a couple times. My name's my name's Glenn. Do you do you remember? Do you remember anything about either your name or who you are, or where we are specifically? Glenn, I mean, I can't really help us out of this situation unless I have some information. Glenn, it's it's wonderful to meet you. I I wish I could introduce myself. I don't. And he's, as he's kind of like thinking, you see them kind of start looking kind of afraid. Uh, and then they kind of like cower over and cover their head and goes, I, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't. And then you see the, the bars of your cage, Glenn, they start to turn thinner, almost like sharpened blades. And uh, you suddenly feel like you are just have cuts all over you. Rangram, you're watching Glenn as he's, um, as he's like kind of like the hand is being forced open and you see all of a sudden his robes just start, like blood starts seeping into his robes, uh, like kind of through all these like little tiny wounds all over his chest. So I can actually see the blood like. Yeah. Well, like Rangram like looks at the cigarette he's smoking. Oh, no, that wasn't even one of those. Throws it. And would, like, tear open Glenn's, like, robe and see if there actually are, like, wounds, like, forming mm -hmm. on his chest. And I mean, yeah. 
unbutton it. It's you don't have to tear it. Like it's nice. Like, <laughs> just rip. I was going to say, just can, uh, if Dan, you can just describe that silk. slower. Yeah, yeah. Just describe that a little bit slower, and we'll just take the rest of the episode on that part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Fade yeah, you, the black. You open, uh, you open up, uh, <laughs> you tear all the buttons off, permanently ruining Glenn's, Glenn's garment, uh, and uh, the uh, you can see that there are these like shallow. Not, they're not super deep, but they are like there are small cuts, uh, like probably fifteen of them that are just kind of covering his torso. Do I see just the cuts, or do I like see them like forming? You actually that you do. You see a couple open up um, as if of their own volition, um, and uh, it is uh, yeah, it is not a not a pretty sight. Um, uh, don't worry, guys, I got this, and I'm not gonna do anything for the moment. <laughs> I'm still trying to piece together how I'm gonna fix this one. Um, Glenn, actually, uh, have we rested oh, at this point at all? I think you've probably gotten a short rest. You haven't gotten a long rest at this point. All right, tight, 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 tight. I still have, I have no spell slots to do stuff. Oh, no. Uh, that's that's a lie. Um, to, if I could, I'd attempt to cure uh, cure wounds at first level and try to like at least stop whatever bleeding's happening or like close some of these like fissures on his like yep. body yeah roll me uh yeah just roll me a um roll me a religion check Ooh. oh that's a big old plus zero 16 okay yeah no i i think that uh Rangram, you put your hand down on, on glenn's chest and you see these things start to close up and they they all close up and then as you're holding your hand down there, you see one that just like opens and that closes. And like, it's, it seems like this is like almost like a prolonged thing. Like there are more cuts that are, that are kind of trying, attempting to open and you're feeling them as they are doing so. Um, and so like, that's what you're focusing on, Glenn. Um, you are uh, like, you are in this space and you just feel these, these like, basically the, it's almost like the bars of the cage are like shooting these knives across you. Um, it, it's, it's very, it's like very confusing. It's almost as if they're, um, they're, just kind of like things are not like real. It's almost like they're being like brought to whatever's bidding that is like creating this space uh, is happening to you. Um, and uh, as you're kind of like, like I, I, how would Glenn react to this? This like being cut like this? Yeah, so as, as it's happening and kind of seeing the, the boy react to some kind of like visual stimulus, like did he, did, did, does Glenn see anything? Does Glenn... Like looking around, minus these barred blades, just like cutting across him, can can Glenn see someone manipulating magic or anything around him? Because he would just be kind of like trying to dodge him, but knowing he's just like getting cut, he would like he just keep wincing from the pain. Uh, roll me a perception check. Hmm. Let's get perceiving. Oh wow, natural nineteen plus okay. a bunch twenty-seven. <laughs> okay. Uh, you uh, squinting through the pain, uh, you see through the through the cage in the distance. Uh, you can sort you see the kind of the figure, like this this figure, the similar like kind of outline of a of a like a, of a figure form that you saw when you visited the white space previously, uh, when it was rendering the uh, that temple uh, up north where you saw Luther uh, that like long long ago when that happened. Um, so you can see you can kind of see that. Uh, 
as you do so, uh, Glenn, you feel a uh, you feel an arm uh, just grab you, uh, and like from the side where the like on the opposite side of where the boy is at. Uh, I look to my left to see who's grabbing me. Glenn, you for are probably more relieved than you've ever been in your life. Uh, looking over, you see Chandrell. Oh, who hey. has, how the hell are you? I have been better, Glen Yaris. I think that we both need to be going back now. And you feel her pull, grab your arm and pull you. And you feel yourself essentially pulled out of like, it's almost like you're pulled through a wormhole. Uh, and Rangram, on your side, you see um, you see the the hand that Glenn is holding um, this coin, and you see it get pulled completely open. His tendons and muscles straining against it, um, and the the coin kind of is laying flat on the palm of Glenn's hand, uh, and you see it turn, and the coin just kind of drops to the ground and rolls across the deck. Uh, Glenn, your eyes open up almost immediately, and then you both see as Glenn, your scimitar, your ancestral weapon, glowing with a blue magic, lifts up into the air and stabs directly down into the center of the coin, shattering it into about 14 pieces and sticking directly out of the deck. I snap up, I'm like, <gasps> I kind of overkill, Chandro, but I get it. That's a good point. Looks at the group like, what I miss? First, that's the first thing that you're gonna say. It's all time. <laughs> You're right, you're right. Who the fuck ruined my robes? I don't know, Cosmo. Curious, you know how much these Cosmo? <laughs> you really suspect that I would be that malicious to ruin your robes? Yeah, Rangrim, uh, he's got a point, but I have a feeling that considering I was just about to fight a bunch of pirates and now I'm pretty safe on a ship that I owe you guys one. And you as well, Curious, so thank you. But uh, the hell did I miss? What happened? I grabbed the coin again, and then I was in some white, snowy area, and I was talking to a little boy, and I was talking to Chandrell, and now I'm here. Rangram's walking away, and just under his breath, you can hear him go and save the man's life three full fucking times, and he's mad about the buttons on his shirt as he just, like, peters <laughs> off. Uh, uh, as he hears it, it's designer. Okay. <laughs> it's Gucci. It's Zephyrian. So, well, uh, we just kind of uh, curious, me and Rangrim, and we just kicked the crap out of this uh, group of pirates. And, and he turns to the captain next to him. He says, uh, Didn't we? And he just like bonks her on the head. <laughs> I, I think just, she just like, like goes. Ugh. And snorts a little bit, but it's still like unconscious unless you're trying to wake her up. Nope. Bonkin. <laughs> okay. And, uh, but, uh, after that, we stole the ship, and, uh, these sailors here are, uh, we're probably, we might give it to them. We're not really sure what to do with this alleged yeah. pirate ship, but, uh, we probably pissed off this guy, girl, whatever, the Duke. That uh, this captain claims to serve, and he bonks her on the head again. And uh, but we're not really sure who who the Duke is, but uh, we're just taking this ship, 
and uh, we're gonna meet up with our other ship, with Captain uh, Combs. I imagine if we turn in a ship this size to Combs, he might be willing to give the the merchant something smaller and maybe take this for himself because this thing's beautiful. That that may be a good uh, idea. Changing ships so that we can get back into Westreach. And then we don't tell the merchants that that's actually a fugitive ship, and then we send them into Westreach first. That is, oh, no. is a really... Wait, a and I try to persuade Cosmo. <laughs> Sorry, not fugitive. Uh, collectively uh, uh, not on the same side as the people in power. You guys are really interesting. Um, I am quite worried, because the captain said... No one steals from the Duke. Are we in trouble now? Well, uh, likely not you, but me and Raingrim, probably. Okay. But, well, yeah, I didn't even do it. I was asleep the whole time, so I can happily plead the... Well, where we call it... Where I come from, it's called pleading the fifth. I don't know how many laws you have here, but... Pleading the I, third. <laughs> yeah. I am so happy that I have nine lives. I worry about you guys. Oh, I thought that was just a, an expression. Is that true? This is the Cat Lord granted us with nine lives. Something like that. Hmm. I don't want to test that theory. Uh, uh, me neither. Is my scimitar still glowing blue or is it like fizzled out? Um, yeah, I think that it is still uh it is still glowing blue. Uh Glenn's gonna like tentatively reach out to it and be like, Chandra, are we have you cooled down a little bit? Is it <laughs> Spicy to the touch. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I think that it's warm to the touch, and I think that as you as you grab it, I think that you see the kind of blue light kind of uh, zoom off of it, and uh, you see Chandrel materialize, leaning against the uh, the kind of the edge of the ship. Oh, of course, only Glenn sees that. <laughs> so I'm just like facing, yeah. still the whole group, but talking past all of them. She's being curious. She's just sitting there, leaning against the deck. Uh, and is essentially waiting for you to finish your conversation. You can tell you can tell by her body language that she's ready to talk to you about something as soon as you are done. Okay, I just kind of like nod to her. Then, uh, so we're we're heading to Redwater. Is that what you said? Meeting up with Captain Combs. Is there anything you guys want to take care of before we get there? Did we break any part of this ship? I was kind of out for it. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think we broke anything. I mean, we can break it. I mean, whatever. Well, not only did we not break it, I did hear that they were ready in some cannons. Yeah. And uh, that never happened. No. So if you'll excuse me for a moment. Are you going to go shoot the cannons off at nothing? Maybe they have some trinkets lying around. You don't know me. And you want a blow deck. Okay. Uh yeah, I will say that there's probably I think there's more than there were on the other on the other ship. There's a there's probably a good 10 cannons uh total. Uh you can see that there's a lot more of these that are designed in like they're designed more for like fire and for like like a lot of the um the two balls with the the chain between them, just a lot more like combat specific. Uh, cannons here uh, or like ammunition essentially um, so yeah it's it's you're noticing that there is a lot more um, like destructive power in these cannons and they're just larger in general 
Brangram is just going to fire several off in each direction. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you. Wait, isn't it isn't it nighttime right now? Yeah. So you're well. I don't know. Just if it's an island. It was. There's just an island right next to it. So you're just like laying siege to it. I dig it. Accidental uh, buster call. No. Yeah. So as you're, I mean, I think that you grab the little um, little baton that like light. I guess you have your ring of uh, you you have your ring of rituals that you can light this with. Uh, but yeah, you just shoot off these. Uh, you just shoot these cannons willy nilly off into the distance, just like hearing that like. Sorry for the barking. <laughs> you hear like a <laughs> as these things like whip out into the distance. Uh, yeah, but I mean, grand old time. Like that sounds like a great time to me. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just firing off cannons. Uh, yeah. Did it. Um, um, is some lone old fisher going like, Doo-doo. oh my god? <laughs> are are they specifically like attached to the ship, or is it like? cannons like they're on wheels and they like rack back into yep. like the ship and they're on there's chains. a chain yep there's chains that they'll go back against and then you roll the back forward absolutely it's okay. and they're they're not attached to the ship i'm gonna drag one onto the deck okay um i let's just say that there's at least a couple up on deck already so you don't have to try to drag that upstairs because how that would happen i don't really know with great difficulty all right cool. <laughs> with great difficulty um, <laughs> Uh, Rangram has a cannon, and then yeah, he's happy. Okay. It's his new son. I'm going to put it on the card. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That, amazing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's So is that what, I mean, aside from your, after your long rest, is that what you're going to be spending time doing? Yes. Obviously, we're on the other ship, so I, the cards are still on Captain Combs' ship, correct? Okay. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, all your all your donkeys and everything. So you're just like fingers crossed. You're like, hopefully they make it to Redwater without problems. Are there two cannons at least on top of the ship? I'll say there's there's at least four on the top deck. Perfect. They can um, spare two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So my question for you all. So um, is there anything that during the trip, aside from taking long rest, is there anything? I know that Glenn wants to talk to Chandrell. Is there anything that anyone else wants to do? Uh, do you want to talk to the pirate captain? Do you want to wait till you get to Redwater to do that? Uh, anything else anyone wants to do? Uh, anybody has anything else teaming or chomping at the bit, go for it. I don't know if there's anything from my end currently. I think the only thing that Curious wants to know is who the Froyo the Duke is. Uh, the, Duke, <laughs> the Duke is. Wow, that, that came out wrong. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, uh, she's going to them. Uh, is it okay for us to already ask who the Duke is? Or does one of you know who that person is? He sounds really important. Yeah, yeah uh, Glenn, you know a lot of uh, uh, not good people. Have you ever heard that name? That was really nice, Cosmo. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't. No, do I? I don't think I would know who the Duke is. I don't know a lot I, I of experience will, with pirates. I, I will say, Glenn does have a lot of experience with, like, uh, like has has run kind of the circles with with pirates in the past, mostly on the East Coast, not as much yeah. on the West Coast. Um, but I will say that, like, you are pretty confident that you would have known if there's like a big name, like like something like this. Like, um, I will say that you almost get the like you get the feeling that this person either has come up recently or this, you know, they, 
this isn't what you might, you might know them, but you might not know them by this name. You don't know. Like there's, that's something that Glenn has encountered before is that people change their names. People mm-hmm. take on different titles. Uh, but so, but it's not something that you've, you've ever heard of before. And that is kind of suspicious to you. Yeah. I mean, as Combs had mentioned, it's, it's pretty rare for pirates to agree on anything, let alone deciding to all band together and listen to one individual. So whoever this might be, he's got some kind of pull, whether it be financially or, you know, maybe they're like a, a naval genius, but whatever's happening is um, probably going to be really bad for the non-pirates of the group. AKA all of us and everyone we care about. All right. Well, uh, we can just try and uh, interrogate the uh, old captain here if we if we like to uh, get some of them no ins. Tap tap torture. Hey, we could ask our uh, friend here some questions. Oh, I call the whole a joint out of his beard. And light it with his ring of rituals. Deep inhale and blow it directly into her face. And it's the uh, truth weed. Okay. Very cool. Um, so I will. Glinda wake say... her up, stabs her in the thigh. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll me damage. Uh, is it nighttime or daytime? Uh, it's still nighttime. It's probably like one it's getting a plus one. <laughs> Get that she plus. Rolled. She rolled a two on that uh, on that Constitution save. I was literally doing that just to help with the uh, or, help with the roll. So I guess that. Oh wow, I got a six on my D six, so that's eight damage to the thigh. Okay. Eight thigh um, eight yeah, thigh she damage. dies because she's already <laughs> low on health. <laughs> no, uh, uh, no, she's uh, perfect. I, I think she wakes up uh, screaming. I need to look up. Uh, I think Zone of Truth is a Constitution save. Uh, hold, please. I'm looking it up right now myself. Uh, it's sure actually charisma save. Charisma save. Okay, so she still got a five. Didn't make it. Um, but yeah, uh, she kind of like wakes up screaming and then kind of coughs as she inhales all this smoke you just blew in her face. And then you see her eyes just kind of like whoop and dilate. Um, and then she's just like, I feel weird. My leg hurts. My head hurts. What did you all do to me? Um, I stabbed you in the thigh. You. Uh, when I was a kid, there was spiders in the underdogs that used to really freak me out. Somebody else should probably ask the questions. Why are you, <laughs> just why are you telling her this? He's the captain. Like, take a drag off of it and then just hand it to her as if it's just uh, normal. Her hands are absolutely tied behind her back. So I think that you would probably have to just support her uh, that. you just put I it get, out in her forehead I, <laughs> uh i fuck it and then she just she takes yeah i think that she uh she she partakes in the party so uh you mentioned a duke earlier did you not figured you all kept me alive for a reason and it wasn't just to smoke your truth weed uh I now pull the dagger out of her leg. <laughs> Just, uh, that hurt even more, surprisingly. Okay. What? Yeah, the Duke. The Duke is who has been pulling all the pirates together. He's the one 
He's my captain. No captain, my captain. What else? What 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 else about him? You want to know? How? Uh, who the uh, hell is he? Oh, he's the the Duke is. I mean, and you can kind of see her eyes are like are are like shining with like absolute admiration, like the most terrifying pirate captain and naval genius I've ever seen in my life. I, they're the ones that are going to. <clears throat> make the seas safe for all of us again. Safe for who? The pirates? Those who don't mind running afoul of the law from time to time and taking that of which we like. So uh, how long have you uh, sailed under the Duke? It hasn't been that long. It's been uh, maybe a, mo- a couple months now at this point. Just... You know, the siren song of someone as powerful as that pulling a fleet together. And I know it's not common for pirates to do so, but. That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's sometimes you just got to band together to achieve a, a common goal. You know, it's, it's kind of rough from time to time. We don't always get along, but damn, I think that for the first time in some time, we'll be able to accomplish some things. What's his overall goal? What does he seek to accomplish besides safe seas? Oh, you know, massing a a large fortune and doing that of which he likes and what they like to do. Aside from that, their goals are their own. And I don't know if there's much more outside of that that's even been questioned. The ability to plunder and go as we please and without fear of being... Uh, meddled with by the empire and being able to take that, which we like is that's a reward enough for both, for most of us to uh, follow, you know, in where they lead. Uh, so um, he sounds like kind of a dick. Uh, what's, what's his name? <clears throat> oh, you mean you, huh? Well, I can't lie, clearly. All right. I will tell you their name, but I would be careful with how you speak about the Red King. And when she says the Red King, Glenn, you remember that name. Uh, That name was something that was kind of like ominously talked about um, as almost like an impending storm uh, when you were traveling with the pirates on the East Coast. It was something that was far away, but it was something that was being talked about. Uh, and it was this, essentially this, this pirate captain that had aspirations of just grand ad- admiration aspirations and was bound to try to do a lot of big things, a lot of big talk, um, but also a lot of people were scared absolutely shitless of them if they were ever to come over to the East Coast. Uh, and I think that as you, as you hear that name, you... I think you're a little bit concerned. <laughs> heard uh, heard rumors of the Red King, namely rumors. I don't I don't want to cut you off, but I think you're about to tell us his name so we can actually, you know, greet him politely. But I I'm gonna be honest, guys. I kind of like what the Duke's putting out there. It sounds kind of nice, right? Like outside of Empire control, you guys like take applications or do I just have to like have my own ship? How's, how's the enrollment work? 
Well, never mind. I, I'm getting off track. We can talk about that later. Well, we we can uh, we can go down that lane. Let's hear it. How does one roll? Is there an initiation can I, fee? Can I roll an insight check to see if they're like trying to make her talk more and not actually agreeing on it? Because Kira is like, wait, what? <laughs> um, You're trying to insight on Glenn? Yeah, like, are you trying to actually make her talk more by confirming that she is right, for instance? Roll away. Okay, cool. Oh, boy. I only rolled a 12, but I was trying to persuade the captain into telling me how to join. So it's very legitimate. Okay, okay. I, I think as you, uh, as you kind of start talking about, uh, you know, joining up with the pirate crew, I think that she's just kind of starts to do a, goes into like a cackling laugh that kind of ends in a coughing fit um, as, as she kind of spits some blood out onto the deck and goes, Oh, I would, wouldn't be surprised if you get to meet him sooner rather than later. What you did back there to our ship and what you're doing to it now, it's, I, I assume you're not just going to let me go and let me sail away on this ship. So you're already going to be uh, on a crash course, we'll say, with, uh, with the, the Red King. I don't think, I'm just going to go on a limb here. I don't think it's going to be to try to recruit you all. Uh, well, you still didn't answer my question. Uh, the Duke, Red King, uh, uh, what's his name? And trust me, I'm not, if, if someone's going to kill you, it's not going to be me. And I go to give mm -hmm. her a thumbs up, and it's accidentally the middle finger again. I uh, keep, keep talking about fixing that. Um, I don't know his actual name i i know that they are they are some sort of <clears throat> they have some tie to the nine hells but aside from that i don't know much about them uh just so you're just like a you're just like a radical disciple of some guy whose name you don't know you only know him by a couple like cool nicknames and you just burn ships in like in like that name did you just did you just hear yourself? Did you hear how cool that sounded? It doesn't Everything sound you just said sounded so cool. Why wouldn't you, you want to do that? It kind of just sounds like you're a dick. No, Rangram, that actually kind of sounds like what we were doing like a couple a couple days ago. We were kind of doing that well, in the I races, mean, remember? That, but it's like not for some guy's name I don't know. I mean, I was doing it for Otto. I don't know who you were doing it for, but Yeah, but See, like we knew Otto. Like he was there. Like I could poke him. It's like, not I seen him. It's not that okay. Listen, it's not that I'm doing this because because Rangram the red king is our. It's like, not like because it was like <laughs> um, we saw like the gold lord or something, and that's why we accidentally set fire to the arena and rocked it. We did it because uh, we wanted to. I see. You I know, see your point. It, I see your point. He's just doing it because like some guy she never met. It is a strange concept for me to follow a path created by someone who only wants riches. Riches can go away. What would you have left then? The well, the other riches. It's like the other ones. The ones from the other set. ship that we sunk. <laughs> Trust me, uh, curious. Once you try Zephyrian silk, you'll understand. It's like you just you steal till you have more. So uh, I get it, and I like nudge the captain. Sorry so about the leg. The Duke seeks us. 
What if we wanted to uh, say find him? Where would we go looking? Oh man. Okay. Um, I did not expect you to ask that. Okay. There is. You can see her struggling against this as hard as she possibly can to not answer this question. And then it kind of comes, it's almost like it comes out of her liar, liar style, like unbidded. Uh, and she just kind of says it in a water flow of, of, of speech. It's, There's a place in the North that all of the, the pirates go to. It's, it's North of any of the islands on this side, just about around the edge on the other side of the Clearshaw peaks, there is, just before you get to the frozen sea, there is a place there where pirates find refuge. If the king wasn't out on his ship, that you will be loath to ever meet, you would find them there, but that would be if they aren't already sailing after you currently. Is there a name for this island? You don't really give it a name. It's more of a... Actually, I'll come up with the name of it. I'll come up with the name for it. Oh, is it Red Red King Island? <laughs> yeah, it's Red King. No, it's not. Um, it's got a branding issue. He's already got two brands. It's kind of pathetic. Like, if you're gonna Red be the Duke, Lobster. be the Duke. If you're gonna be like the Red King, be the Red. Like, brand recognition is important. Are you a king or are you a duke? There's a lot of titles. Right? Did yeah. he get demoted when he got on the water? <laughs> the Red yeah, I was King gonna is the Red Lord or something. Just lazy. The, the name is to allow them to, anyway, whatever. They, listen, there's not a name for the island, but if you, if you head up north, uh, you'll, likely, you'll likely come across some strong pirate activity. It's hard for me to tell you exactly how to get there. It's something that we just kind of know. Is it well defended or is it mostly just hidden? No, it has a giant sign outside of it that just says free food, and there's a lady sitting out there with a pie. Obviously, oh, so it is a well, You lobster. can't lie. So, uh, are you actually telling me there's a big <laughs> sign, or it is well defended? Yes, it's it. It is constantly the cavern itself that you would enter into with your ship. Uh, it would be a death trap for anyone that would be going into it with a ship that was not welcome. Uh, you would be sunk before you would even make it past the entrance. I mean, well, we 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 spanked your whole crew, and I was holding this guy unconscious. Yeah, I was asleep the whole time. It was just me, Cosmo, and our care friend Curious, and we whoop we whooped you like something crazy. I mean, I I love the play by play. Are you just trying to you remember to when I an unusual punishment at this point? Oh, I'm just saying, you're talking a lot of smack for someone who, uh, you know, oh, you'll never get in here. We whooped you pretty easily. And this guy, still, I was holding an unconscious high elf the whole time. Man, I am having missed a... me with arrows. You should have at least caught him in the back. Yeah, they were not good pirates, I guess. I don't know. You know, I'm finding it really difficult to care about anything right now as it, the, the more I... I the more I partake of this. So I just like, whatever, I'm just kind of at this point, I've told you everything I'm dead. As soon as the, as soon as the, you know, if the red King catches up with you all and catches me here and finds out what I've said, I'm dead anyway. So do whatever you guys want. I'm finding it really difficult to care about any of it. 
Um, okay. So you could just like tell us stuff if that guy's gonna kill you anyways. Or we could just kill you anyways. Yeah, but like why what I mean, I've told you pretty much everything. I mean, what is in it for me to continue to work with you? Um, me and Cosmo won't make shoes out of bricks for you. Well, I mean, there's also at some point, eventually, you are a pirate, and treasure is your language. Am I wrong? Uh, it's, it is It is my language. I mean, is that, are we bartering here to, uh, I, I mean, are, is, is the murdering of me and my keeping my head on my shoulders uh, on I, the table I, here? I do have a question, though. Oh, damn, I had the perfect sentence and I lost it. Oh, no. Uh, do you treasure your life more than your life finding treasure? That's not it, but it's okay. <laughs> I do. Treasure spends a lot is a lot harder to spend if you don't if you are beyond this plane. I've I've kind of to uh, come to learn. Yeah, would you stay on seas once you are released, for instance? And try to treasure life instead of treasuring treasure too much. Because trinkets aren't really giving you anything to live for if you do not have a life to live. She kind of like, like kind of kicks back a little bit, is looking up and goes, I, I don't think that the seas are going to be safe for me after this. Uh, two things. And she's kind of like, you can just assume that behind her, her, her hands tied behind her back, she's putting up like fingers for one and two. Uh, <laughs> One, I have just betrayed all of the secrets of the pirate armada that's growing in the uh, in the north uh, to you all. Uh, I have failed the Duke, Red King, whatever you want to call them, uh, pretty pretty directly, uh, and uh, now uh, that's, am that's pretty true. And uh, and yeah, now uh, am still here sitting with you all. So I don't think that the seas are going to be the place that I'm going to be. I'm probably going to have to pull a, you know, pull a red King, change my name and go somewhere else. If, don't pick if, the Duke. I if I don't bleed out from this leg wound. Yeah. Do you want to live an honest life after this? Cause pirating didn't really work for you. See, now that's an ask. That's just, you know, there's a, I'm sure there's like a 14 step program or something like that. You know, I can, I can make all the promises I can, but I can promise that I won't, you know, pirate a ship again, at least in the next, in the, recent, the current future. I'll try not to steal, but also I'm completely broke. So I don't really know what else I can do. I could get a part-time job. Do you want me to get a part-time job? Is that what you're asking uh, me? Not, not really, but if you really want to try to better your ways, because this wasn't going, this was going, of course, of course, of course. Um, I can have a monastery for you where you can try to train and be a decent human being or whatever you are. A monastery. Do you it have is, to like, is that where you like don't eat and are you have to like no. not am I, have am sex I, and stuff? No, 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 no. You're talking the wrong kind of monastery. This is the <laughs> right kind of monastery. It's not, it's not like, mm, yeah, no. You it's actually a monastery food. where they only have sex. <laughs> It's, it's exclusively i actually like vacation there for like a, a quick weekend it was yeah. pretty wild they open your eyes up to it's a like lot of scary I, I i rolled me a persuasion check uh curious 
not going well. Did my promises of group sex give her an advantage? Or? Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. I think it made her laugh at the least. least. Promises of group sex. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the first roll because this one roll a one. I have a sixteen. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, sixteen plus anything? No, it's a sixteen. Okay. Um, yeah, I uh, I think that uh, I think that she's looking at you kind of like uh, she's a little bit like. Uh, she seems open to the idea of like, she knows that she's going to have to go somewhere to, to lay low for a bit. Um, and this is probably the best offer that she currently has. And at the very least she can, she'll go along with you and maybe dip out <laughs> at some point, but the, the option of like making it out alive and whether or not that means going to a monastery and then skipping out on the monastery, whatever the case may be. Uh, absolutely. Uh, this is like the best offer she's heard, uh, since the dagger in her leg. <laughs> a good offer <laughs> by the way just as to just to, for ease of referencing because as, as much as i enjoy being called pirate captain this for this entire thing uh my name is also shira shira s-h-e-e-r-a and uh, again to describe shira um they're wearing like um like kind of a bronze half plate uh, that's kind of form fitting. Uh, their arms are kind of exposed. They have like little small pauldrons, but it's like, seems like it's more for uh, like movement uh, with like uh, gauntlets as well, that kind of or bracers, I guess. Uh, and then uh, like super, super dark skin human with a kind of like long braided hair that's like tied up in a big knot in the back. Rayroom's gonna extend his hand out to her well knowing they're tied behind her back. Pleasure to meet you, Shira. Oh, that's right. You can't do that because we tied you up because you tried to kill us. Uh, you've, you've, you count your blessings that our tabaxi friend here is a slight bit kinder than us. Um, so I take that into consideration for the rest of uh, your time on a boat, if you catch my meaning. Hey, I am just here I'm just here. There's, I, if I make it off of it, great. It's, you know, I, for the time being, like I said, I'm having a hard time really caring too much about anything. So just take it as it comes. That's dark. And he's going to walk away. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was fun. Uh, anyone else have any questions for the captain or want to have any interactions? I know that we want to get to Glenn and, and uh, Chandrell. That's good. Well, I guess Clem would ask Curious, are you planning on keeping her alive for this? I guess Cosmo, are you planning on keeping her alive for this? This can be like a live hostage conversation going forward. It's going to be like a, we just say she's alive. Well, I would like to have her alive to actually reach the monastery. Hmm. That's okay. not too much asked. I, mean, I, I know I know, have a lot more lives to live, but I don't want to take the opportunity of somebody else to better their life, to be very fair. That's very noble, and I'm curious to receive a postcard from you in the future of your success. Uh, Glenn's gonna I take will time. give you a heads up in time when it's necessary. <laughs> Glenn's going to take a set of shackles out of his inventory and also shackle her elbows together, so she's just like not going anywhere. She okay. got not Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Just suddenly turning on 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 curious now. Um, okay. Kills. Yeah. I will take watch on Shira and uh, poop out. Yeah. Okay. 
um, yeah, I think she progressively, like I said, she's, she's pretty, uh, the, the, the truth weed has chilled her out quite a bit. So she's just kind of hanging out at this point. She's like, all right, it's kind of unnecessary, but okay. And she, as you kind of put those uh, shackles on her, but yeah, uh, Glenn, um, you, uh, you kind of hear a, uh, a little bit of a, uh, uh, kind of impatient, uh, like exhale from the other side of the ship, uh, where you can still see Chandrell, uh, leaning over there against the ship, uh, looking, at, looking at her non-existent watch. Yeah. M- make my way to Chandrell say, Hey, Chandrell, sorry to keep you waiting. We, uh, we're interrogating torture, getting high with a captive, a captain captive. I saw that, Glynyars. It seems as though you've had quite a uh, adventurous evening. I was only, luckily I was able to uh, come join you for that first part. It didn't seem like it was going well for you. What were you thinking? I will be honest, I don't understand what happened. Maybe you could shed some light. Where were we? How were you there? I mean, I've like been able to come in contact with you, but that strong of a connection's pretty rare. Yes, this is. Uh, this will lead us into another conversation shortly. But I am. This will be no surprise. But I am kind of always with you. I'm bound to you. You are uh, as my successor, as my pupil for my powers. You are. We are bound together. Whether or not you have that scimitar with you, and this might come as some surprise, but with or without that scimitar, you are given some sort of protection uh, and from my uh, from my powers and we will always be connected and as to where we were that is a great question we were in another plane for sure I don't know it is not one of the main planes it was likely a pocket dimension somewhere under the control of some great being it was not easy to get us out but because of the anchor here, your body being here, I was able to pull your spirit back with me. Uh, my ability to, to travel from the astral plane to you has given me much knowledge of how to tra- traverse planes in the spiritual sense. I was very lucky to be able to pull you back. I don't know if we'd be able to do it again, If, especially now that they would know that that would be coming. They could ward against it. Glenn, I have a question for you. When you met with Adna at the stadium, did she seem normal to you? Was she the Adna you remembered those years ago? No, she, I mean, she's always, you know, Adna, she's always been aggressive, but it was always, you know, competitive. It was, it was playful in jest. It was, you know, one-upsmanship versus, you know, I'm going to take your head off and you've betrayed you know, our homeland and you were never the rightful owner. It was a lot more dark than kind of the tricks we used to pull on each other. That is my feeling as well. Adna was always rash and impulsive, and that was one of the many reasons that she was not the one who was chosen to receive my powers, but there was something off about it and I think that I have a theory as I said you have and will continue to have a level of protection just from being 
chosen by me as my successor. Though Adna had that scimitar, she did not have, which well, is not afforded that level of protection. While I was in her control, when I was, when the scimitar was with her, I sensed another presence there. I have sensed a similar presence since you have traveled with that coin. But I believe that whatever was trying to reach out through that, whatever magics were coming through it, were unable to affect you because of the protection afforded by me. I have a feeling that Adna was, was not as lucky. And if the magics that pulled your spirit through to a parallel dimension, if there are strong enough magics on that coin that can do that, this is not just a communication device. Magic could easily transfer through it. Control magic, for example. Hmm. Who knows what Adna is, his mind was warped by. It's a moot point at this point. She has been, she is but a shadow of her former self, though the wraith that she is now is hell-bent on your destruction or something else. But there's something still holding her to this plane. Glenn, I am past the point of asking you and challenging you with tasks at the, with the mere whim that I'm going to leave you and abandon you on your quest. But as a friend and as a pupil, can I ask you for a fate? Uh, I would be remiss to turn it down, of course. What can I do for you, Chandra? Glinyaris, I challenge you with finding who and what is making a puppet of our old friend Adna. It is disgraceful for someone of the Valinar, a warrior of the Valinar, to be used unwittingly at someone else's end. I want you to find out who's doing this, who has done this to our old friend and make them pay for it. And in doing so, find a way to send Adna to peace. What she is now is not what she was and doesn't deserve to be. And I think that she deserves, at the very least, to have a peaceful end. In your in your time in the plane, um... I'm not sure you went with me on my first trip because I believe you might have been in the grass of Aden at the time, but there was there was points sending me north. Um, kind of the Clearshaw Peaks, actually, ironically. Uh, but basically just references of maybe a, a monastery or a, a temple up north. Do you have any bearing as to where that might be or do you think that was maybe an illusion, kind of a trap to lead us in that way or... I think that might be a true way to, to guide us. I think it's absolutely a trap, of course, but I, I and I do know I was alongside you for that for that uh, for that vision. I did not take an active role. Uh, maybe I should have, but you didn't seem to be as in dire need at the time, and our connection was not as strong. I don't know whether or not it's worth your time or of value to go there. If something's calling you and this thing is not going to leave, let you rest until then, I have a feeling that you might end up there either way. Adna won't rest until whatever they're trying to accomplish is, is, is done or whether or not, however many times that you're able to destroy her. So it's up to you 
there's a lot of ways this could be handled, but finding out what Adma's mission is, if the mission is to travel north and release something or open something or do whatever that has to do with that temple, maybe a, a bait situation, maybe a, a bait and follow. I, I don't. It's, I defer to you on this. It's your mortal body that's in peril here, not mine. So I will do what I can to guide you and to protect you along the way, but the way in which you do so, I will defer to you. I trust your judgment as, as well as anyone else. I wouldn't have chosen you otherwise. Consider it done. Well, uh, can't say I'll help Adna's soul find peace, but I'll at least help her stop being controlled by whatever has her by the short hairs, if you will. I think it's only worthy with the friendship that you shared in the past. I'll probably have to kill her a couple more times. I'm going to be honest. She keeps popping up in the weirdest times. Like I was asleep and she was like poisoning us. So there's going to be some gray area. I apologize. I'll try to kill her. Not as much. Maybe. It's, it's you know, what can't be helped, you know, I, again, master assassin and champion thief of Valinar, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And as she's kind of like, uh, she's kind of looking over you and she goes, oh, and clean that scabbard. It's, there's dried blood inside of it. And with that, she disappears. That's fair. And Glenn, like, I guess I look around. Was anybody eavesdropping on me just talking to a post? Actually, yeah, it's a good question. The ship's not, I mean, the ship is big, but it's still a ship. Uh, is, was anyone like uh, dropping eaves on, on Glenn and his uh, conversation with his imaginary friend? No, curious wouldn't. Uh, I feel like Rangrim absolutely would have seen it happening, but like he's, tr- he's still trying to like fall asleep. Okay. I, he's I think trying that, to go go on a nap. He's called Glenn out for talking to a sword a bunch of times. It's never paid off for anything. <laughs> he's just like, oh, there's, there's again. It's like, uh, he's just hears Glenn talking as he's trying to lull himself off into a fine slumber. I, I think She-Ra's probably, She-Ra's probably over by uh, you, Rangrim, and just goes, does that guy do that all the time? Yeah, he, yeah trust me, Sheba. He does it constantly. Just better to just ignore him. It takes time just to clean the scabbard. Then no one's no one's there. He just takes her immediate directions. Like, oh shit! Well, it's probably gross. Like dumping out all the dry blood. Yeah, it's it it's it, you probably neglected it for a little bit too long. But um, yeah, no, awesome. Um, so uh, I mean, I think that uh, with the the merchant sailors kind of. Uh, at the helm, uh, steering the ship. Um, I think that you all are able to take your rests uh, without issue. So um, if anyone has anything else they'd like to do uh, before reaching Redwater, otherwise we can probably do a little jump cut. The only thing that Curious is doing is like super promoting her monastery to Shira and be like, it's super cool. They're very friendly. I came them when I was younger. They took us in, blah, blah, blah. blah and He's 100% evangelizing yeah. this monastery to her. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, roll me, uh, roll me another uh, persuasion check. Glenn's trying to, with minor illusion, like just add 
razzle dazzle to it. He's okay. trying to with advantage then. Yeah. Trying to help along. It's really the dungeon box die really screws me over every time. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I did curse all of them. They all are yeah. There's oh, something dark in them. This as well. Okay. It's oh wait. I thought it was worse. Okay, it's 19. Oh, okay. Um yeah, I think I that you're was, starting to yeah. I think you're starting to make progress with her. I really do. I think you're starting to like again, you don't know whether their intentions are to like just save themselves and get out and dip as soon as they get off uh, mm -hmm. or whether they're they're actually starting to warm up to it but they seem like shira seems like very uh on board with this with this idea um at the very least very on board with staying alive please that's it <laughs> um, um so we're long resting is that what we're doing yeah you all are going to be able to get a long rest uh, it's, it's it's like one in the morning currently oh okay that's tight glenn will take watch i imagine I wasn't really worse for wear at the start of this, so Glenn's happy to take a watch if there is one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not going to make you all do any watches uh, or anything like that. I think that, um, I think that, I mean, you can, let's just assume that you all do. Um, but I will say that probably um, or like kind of by mid, uh, mid the next day, like, you know, everyone gets their long rest, everyone's awake and it's, you know, it's the morning. Um, and I think by like about midday, you all start seeing um, the merchant uh, sailors kind of start cluing you all into the fact that you're going to be coming up on red water really soon. Uh, and you start seeing this kind of very interesting island uh, kind of start to materialize out in front of you. Um, it is a relatively small island, uh, but it seems larger because of the fact that it has just been built up on so much. There is like, it's almost like they have built on every part of this island and then extended it out in almost like wood and like, uh, like, it, so it's like this harbor, floating harbor where like these wood structures and like buildings kind of go up onto this, like what was probably just like a very large rock outcropping that was in the middle of the water that has just been turned into kind of this like floating uh, harbor town uh, that is out on the water here um, with just like shacks and uh, like extended walkways, uh, think like very lost boys uh, out uh, out here or like um, for anyone that plays Sea of Thieves, like, uh, like uh, what is it, the, the, Sanctuary Outpost, I think, is the one that has like a, that goes Call really high up. Ancient yeah. Spire. Ancient Spire. There you go. Yeah. For all the Sea of Thieves uh, fans out there. Um, but yeah, so you can see that there's like a, it's it's just like this scaffolding of of wood buildings that are all built around this like rocky outcropping in the middle of the water. Um, and uh, as you all are pulling up, uh, you can see that there is a chest ostentatiously chartreuse and coral boat uh, that is just pulled up uh, to the docks and you're able to kind of uh, pull up next to them uh, and uh, yeah, make yourself dock. You, you're, you, probably, you don't know whether or not normally like you'd be greeted by someone at the docks to like come and like try to collect coin from you, uh, but you would assume like that doesn't happen here and you assume that maybe it's because it's not empire controlled or is like a little bit looser um but uh yeah welcome to redwater can i take a quick scan for any of the flags the red horned flags yeah sure roll perception check uh 13 oh my god every single one of the flags <laughs> is the red horn flag it's actually even on the third's charm it's it's really crazy no i'm kidding you don't the see enemies all around us uh, no, you actually see uh, uh, 
you know, conspicuously, like, seems like a lot of people don't fly black flags in general. Um, you know, they, they like the band, but don't like the, uh, the flags themselves. And so they, um, yeah, they, you, you see the awesome, like mostly just white flags, um, or flags of the empire in general, just like normal normie flags. I would assume at this point, the third charm is probably not flying any flags, if anything. Yeah. Probably probably not flying diddly see, at this point. Do we see Captain Combs on the boat? Uh, no, but you see Ego, uh, who's sitting over the edge of it and is fishing. Uh, Rangrim, it's your friend, right? Uh, yeah, Rangrim is currently trying to pull two cannons from that ship to the third chance. Yeah, it's Ego. What? Help with one of these. Glenn's gonna try to help move a cannon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Glenn, roll wrong me wrong person to ask. Roll, roll me, uh, roll me a strength check. Oh, I was going in the water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, drop one of my cannons, Glenn. We'll be here all day. Oh, you said there were eight more below deck. I rolled. <laughs> there's there's I rolled ten below deck. Eighteen with plus zero. So I did as <laughs> about as good as Glenn could do. Uh, you don't pull your you don't pull your back out and you don't get a hernia. So those are the things that don't happen to you. But I don't think it lifts very high, if at all. I Why are you lifting the... it? It has wheels. Well, I wasn't lifting; I was moving it. You said yeah, we're just dragging him, I, but I was dragging oh. too. Yeah, he's just strong yeah. as hell. So I'm I'm just grabbing one side of his, like I'm I'm pushing one side of his. Uh, Rangram, you feel a, like a little. It's a little bit easier, but you're. Hey, you're... I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, a little bit easier. Fellas, I thought we were going to keep this boat and then you just bring the cart over here and then you can just put it on the wagon here. I don't know, man. He's been all passive aggressive since I woke up. I've just been trying to help him. I don't know what's going on. Well, you kind of hurt his feelings. He doesn't have a lot, but what he does have, I think you heard him. I, I, hurt, I hurt the two. Rangram, I appreciate you keeping me alive while I was asleep. Four and times. I know, I know that it was you because I saw a you bunch of side, four times. I saw a bunch you of soot-covered handprints all over my robe. You're still not even that nice to me. I mean, I'm not nice to anybody. Just ask him. I'm not nice to anybody either. But like, look, you think you could wake up from being unconscious and just being like, "Shit, good looks, bro." Nah, you just go off and talk to your sword in the corner like that did anything for you. I was holding a damn thing with your unconscious body, I might add. I, from the deepest, dark, darkest part of my heart, don't understand why you're so upset. I think you just need to move on. And <laughs> <laughs> and Glenn just starts cracking up. He's like, Rangram, thank you. You obviously have kept me alive multiple times. If I don't get you drunk enough as a thank you, I will get you drunker. I'm just going to start. Next tanker's on me. Because I think that's the only thing. That's actually probably a really good idea. <laughs> seems get, like a really fair. Like next time, it's just going to be it's just going to be gold. What's what's my rate? What's what's my stay alive rate? We're going to have to come back to that because I need to talk to Cosmo about numbers. Can you I get like have a, any, you don't have any gold left, Frank Grim. So uh, can I get like a can I get like a punch card where it's like the first nine revivals? It cost me, but the tenth is free. <laughs> you know what? Shit, I'll do this. Brinkram's <laughs> gonna take a piece of take a piece of wood, like just break a piece of wood off of the third chance, and he's gonna cast fabricate. And I'm gonna make a chartreuse punch card, 
that has Glenn Revival points on it, and it tracks the amount of times that I've saved him from dying, and it currently has full punches. It has a picture on it that of just Rangrim, like, kind of nonchalantly, like, no, I think that you're, it shows you trying really hard to, like, bring a very, a dead Glenn back to life with X's for eyes that is, like, <laughs> laying on the ground. I think that that's what it is, like, you're, like, bringing this, this, this laying on the ground dead Glenn back, figure back to life. See this? Hey, hey, you got one. I know I'm going to keep one. It's 500 gold apiece. On your fifth one, you get it for free. Oh, uh, I guess That's the next fair. one free then, yes? <laughs> hey, we're, we're starting out with free. I'm in for it. That was a very long way to say you owe me gold, Glenn. And then oh. Rangram's going to eventually just immediately start affixing the cannons to the sides of the cart. Okay, so you're you've walked over to you've walked over past you've dragged this cannon past ego and gone below deck down in the third storm. Whole time, me and Glenn dragging these cannons, just bickering about saving his life, <laughs> just so I can get him to the guard. As as we're doing it too, yeah. like <laughs> I think as as you pass by ego, he's just kind of laughing. Goes, well, it's nice to see you as well. Looks like you all had a uh, relative success. We did. Uh... We did have success. Rangrim is very excited as with the cannons, as you can see. Uh, although, uh, what do you think about the uh, captain uh, swapping ships? I do not know whether they are going to be open to that, but uh, man, worth a shot. I I, think- uh, I would say that that ship probably is a. Uh, is a walking target, though. Uh, well, a floating target, I guess. It doesn't do much walking, but uh, I can't imagine that it's going to be able to f- go anywhere uh, you know, without being known as a scourge of the sea. So, I mean, in, you know, the third option is equally as uh, much of a target as uh, this one. Except, I mean, our, our ship is known to have fugitives against the Empire, and that one doesn't. Ah, but you are talking about the the second chance. The third charm is a friend to all of the Empire. Well, all right. I mean, you know, we think it'll work. I mean, it's better than sailing a pirate boat into Westreach, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll let these old uh, sailors have it. <laughs> the three Jerry's that are on the other on the ship. <laughs> they're, so, they're so doomed. <laughs> Maybe they can uh, just sell it for parts here at Redwater. Redwatch. I mean, if you uh, if you're looking to branch off on your own and tired of adventuring with your old friend Ego, feel free to take it. It's a it is a ship is a ship. But I don't want to go, go anywhere where I have to be the captain. Nay, nay. That is fair. That's, I have a similar uh, a similar kind of agreement with Captain Combs here. Who is the captain, actually? Ah, uh, yes, he's uh, he, I believe he's bartering our next voyage with his uh, uh, with his friend, uh, what is his name? Uh, Griff, I believe. Uh, some sort of run down to Crystal Crescent Isle, if I'm not mistaken. That south of here. It is. Uh, well, you could go really far north and you'd probably hit it again. <laughs> I thought there was like an edge you'd fall off or something. Cosmo's a flat earther. Yes. Oh, you're not one of those dwarfs. 
No, you hit you hit the ice wall. <laughs> no, it's it, Rangram. It's just better. I've I've tried to convince people that think like that. Otherwise, it's it's really exhausting. Oh, it's banana shaped. I mean, yeah. guys, I'm, a- I'm literal proof. Ask ego. It's hollow. This is fair. There's a lot going on down there that you don't know about. I am see. I am actually a, a big proponent of cube Earth. I think that our cube, the cube planet. I think that's what we have going on here. I mean, it looks flat to me, but I know there are other sides. So you just go off of it and you go on the other side, and it's a cube. Um, a cube is just a really thick flat. No, flat is two dimensional. A cube is three dimensional. Well, it's flat. It's just a very <laughs> It's the thickest flat. Oh, cube, really cube thick is flat. just a thick flat. Someone, uh, someone, someone I'm get doing yeah, it. Someone, I'm doing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm doing thick with two C's. Yeah, That's absolutely. Amazing. Oh, I want that on the shirt. Flat. The geography teacher in me is going like. Ah! <laughs> so I want good. that on a shirt with a cube earth. Like, <laughs> phenomenal. Don't you, uh, as, as fun as this is, uh, you, for one thing, you are uh, disturbing my fish, and the other, that don't you have some sort of delivery to make? I was just about to say the same. We need to go find, uh, I lost my notes, but uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Norville, I believe you said. Norville, yeah. I, I, don't, check I don't have a lot. delivery to make. I'll stay here. <laughs> that is fair. Curious, I think, agreed to this delivery. Ah, yes, yes. I need to help my friend from the back. Nothing helps. Nothing helps move the RP forward like splitting the party unnecessarily. <laughs> let, me, let me it's go efficiency. find my sack of flour and let's all go together minus Cosmo. I'll go with. That's, that's fine. We, I don't have any do need reason some, to not. So, we, or also. we do need somewhere to uh keep Shira before she's uh, gone. That's that's a good idea. I'll stay here and watch. Oh, Rangram's putting cannons on the cart, so we can just toss her right in that cage. Oh, in the cannon cage. Oh, that's right, because it has the cage on the back. Because it was a, cage a prison cage thing. Prison cart. Which is directly okay. next to the really hot forge. So she's just in a, uh, a metal sauna. That's fair. When, All right. when you go when you go over to collect Shira, uh, you notice that she's like at, like she's been trying to like very clearly like as you walk up like she stops moving around, but you can tell, especially Euclid, you can tell that she was absolutely trying to pick her bonds. <laughs> I put another set of shackles higher up her arms, so now it's oh, around no. her biceps, her elbows, and her wrists. Okay, where okay. where does it go though? Are they in front? Are they in the back? How how is well she being stretched? Like oh, it doesn't feel good. No, no, no <laughs> you no, hear no. her shoulders <laughs> pop out of place. Yeah, one oh. one more set of shackles, and she's dislocated shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Uh, I say that you're all able to uh, load her up onto the cart just for for brevity's sake uh, and uh, lock her up in there. And again, yeah, she's like already sweltering hot from, as as Rangram's working on the cart. I assume that she's just kind of like, like, can you like open a window or something? This is this is inhumane. As Rangram, you're just kind of like putzing around the cart. Just uh, open a window to like um, I imagine it's still like a steel cage on it, and I'm just looking <laughs> at her like. Open a window to this room. Are, are you okay? I I don't know how never... boats work, lady. <sighs> as I'm like trying to put a cannon on the side. <laughs> um, I love. Okay, I love that visual of you all just bickering down there while you're loading these ill-fitting cannons on there. Um, I assume you're probably going to do some sort of modifications with your Rangra magic. 
yeah, I'd be using anything you'd allow under my in my wheelhouse where I'm going to attach them to the sides. Okay. As high up as I can so they can pivot 180 degrees front and back. Ooh. Let me pitch you this. What if you mounted one at the top of the, the cage? Like just straight forward? Or like so it swivels. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I you essentially would have a turret where Glenn always hangs out. Yeah. And there's one below the cart. Okay. That's that could... hidden beneath some sort of it's a secret cannon cladding that comes down on the sides. Okay. I like that. On top. You don't know about the one on the bottom yet. <laughs> I love it. I think that's great. I think you maybe have to lift the cart up a little bit to do that. Um, but I think you're able to do that. Yeah. And if there's any other modifications or anything you want to like a final changes you want to make, um, just kind of mull those over and then we'll, uh, we'll kind of reconnect on that. But yeah, I'm just um, I'm generally affixing them in those arrangements and let Glenn use his uh, little tinker and stuff so he can put buttons all over stuff. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I, I think that like the one underneath the cart too, there's probably a way to like make some sort of like wheel or something that would turn which direction it's facing underneath the cart. If you wanted to like think something like that'd be cool. Um, awesome. Okay. Uh, just so we make sure we get everything. Cause we're, um, I'll say that you already know, uh, from where you, from what crash told you, you know, where to go to meet with Norville. Uh, so you head over to their, uh, their small like shack. That's kind of, halfway up this um, this like spiraling walkway that goes up to the top where you can probably tell there's like some sort of like tavern or something like that at the very top. Um, but yeah, you, uh, you'll you go over there and as you're walking up, you can just like, there's like thick clouds of, of, of the dankest herb that are, that are floating out of this place. Uh, yeah, I guess Glenn approaches kind of like cautiously, but I mean, it, it, does it look like the smoke has the same effect as all the smoke that we've... <laughs> currently been handling or is it like look like it's you know maybe barbecue or something less no it seems it seems uh it seems uh dank and magical in nature um but as you're walking up to this place uh you hear what sounds like a very loud booming barking uh that is coming uh from inside uh and you hear a voice say like zoinks man like don't even bark at them you don't even know who they are yet i'm so mad Glenn kills himself right then and there. <laughs> and Glenn's gone. So, um, uh, uh, Cosmo, uh, Curious, and Ranger, what are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, Glenn, I guess, like, meekly, because there's a large dog on the other side, goes, uh, uh, hello, we have a, a delivery for you? Curious ears go like this, frowny face, and like, I really don't like dogs. Ugh. <laughs> Um, I think the door opens up, uh, opens up like just, uh, just a little, a little bit. Uh, and you can see, uh, you see like a kind of scraggly looking, uh, uh, kind of half elf that has like, kind of, uh, like a bowl cut and, uh, wearing green shirt and kind of like, uh, like, I don't know, bell bottomish pants. Um, and they're kind of peeking through the door. Uh, and you can see from behind them, what looks like an anthropomorphic dog person. Uh, who is kind of like growling um, at the tabaxi that is on the other side of the door. Um, and uh, you, you, this, this, this elven figure goes, so like, what are you guys, what are you, what are you, what are you doing here? Then still holding like the sack of flowers, looks at uh, Curious, like, are you, are you going to be okay? This seems very uncomfortable for a couple of us involved. 
Hey, Bill, keep my distance. Oh man, like Scuba's like totally fine. He just he just really doesn't like new people. Okay, it's not only the dog that makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> but also your voice. I am so sorry. I have like a, a real good hearing, and you are just so loud. I'm sorry. I was just born with some sort of gland problem. It's not really myself that I can deal with. Well, everything can be worked with. Voice training. <laughs> we uh, we we have a delivery from your boy Crash. I think there was uh, some understanding that this would be a little incognito, but we are just kind of doing it in the middle of the street. Can we come inside? Uh, as you as you say, Crash, he just kind of he throws the door wide and goes, well, "Why didn't you say so?" And he throws the door open, uh, and you can definitely see that there is a uh, kind of like a, a anthropomorphic dog person with like kind of brown hair. Uh, that is like wearing kind of like oh they'd be wearing uh, just I think just kind of like normal clothes I don't like I don't know what would normal clothes for a dog person be just like I guess leathers and like normal like normal oh, let's just say ropes they're wearing ropes there okay. you go did, did they wear a collar with like blue ropes it says SD on it it there is definitely uh, there is definitely a uh, an amulet that has like an S and a D on it. What if, what if instead he's dressed like Mr. T, like a leather vest and like some like just gnarly jeans with a bunch of chains coming off? What if it's just like I, Mr. I T Scooby Doo? I, I pity the fool who comes up to my door. I do, I do. <laughs> Rot row. Pity the fool, row row. <laughs> well, uh, I think you have some some gold for us. I think is usually how this kind of thing goes down. This isn't actually just a sack of flour. This is your product and drop the illusion and it's just like three bundles of wizard weed it's all right robert i'll take care of this one and uh the anthropomorphic dog person kind of uh i hate over. that you say anthropomorphic dog person every it like makes it so much creepier <laughs> how tall uh, is it uh i think that it's a little bit taller uh than it's probably about your your height uh oh, god i just picture like the blend. worst kind of furry conventions just like for sure no for sure it's i mean it's it's Young total, it's it's total gruff mcgruff the crime dog up in this up in this oh. right now like uh Oof. but yeah no he goes over and uh and kind of like um collects uh kind of walks into another room and collects uh you hear them kind of scrabbling around some stuff and then uh comes back with a uh, sack of gold um and i guess norville's just kind of hanging out like awkwardly waiting for you to hand him the like make the 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 delivery appear that's pretending to be a sack of flour currently yeah so hand hand it over to him um can i do an inside check to make sure that it seems like they're on the up and up on this transaction yeah not yeah for sure whether that be because honestly, Glenn will check the bag as well to make sure it's gold in there. But however you want to do that, a mark for sure. Uh, Fifteen on the insight. Okay, um, I think. I mean, I don't. I think that you would know that uh, this would be a bad way to like try to scam someone. Like, there's a lot of you, and there's only <laughs> two of them into their house. Tell. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So like this, this would be a bad scam. So if they're running a scam on you, they're not going to be good at it. So. It, you would assume that they're probably at the bare bare minimum, like you know, they seem legitimate. And Norval, do you have anything that you sell here, or are you just procuring at this time? Oh man, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna be doing, I mean, you're working with Crash. I, are you guys going back there? Are you going somewhere else? I mean, I got some. We can run more deliveries. I think we're headed to, and then I forgot. I didn't write down the name of the place that 
Crystal Crescent Isle is where you heard from Ego that uh, that Griff was going to be sending you with some with another shipment. We might be heading towards Crystal Crescent Isle. If that's uh, got any runs going that way. Uh, <laughs> what dog? And you hear uh, the um, uh, Scoobert uh, kind of like get all excited and kind of clap his paws together um, and uh, kind of hands you over. Um, I guess I like it's hands you over the money. Uh, which is a 400 gold pieces, I believe, is what we were. That's what he said, 400 uh, before, 400 after, yeah. Um, and I think that uh, they make you the offer of if you want to take um, make a run down to Crystal Crystal Isle, uh, they'll up it and they'll pay you uh, pay you $1,000 for the, or no, we'll do, we'll do $1,200 um, and they'll pay you $600 up front, uh, 600 gold pieces up front, and then uh, 600 upon delivery. Okay. Uh, Glenn... Glenn takes that takes that deal. What's what's the what are we what are we moving? Um, I think that they uh, I think that they hmm, it's a good question because why would they be buying to then? Um, just the same exact shipment. Yeah, <laughs> just I, I middlemen. Necrocaine. We just just so that yeah, now just so that people. just so that I can um, I have time to figure out what the hell it is. Uh, I'll say sure. that they just they just kind of give you something uh, and and kind of. They don't describe what it is. And same kind same of, rules. Don't look in the box. Exactly. Don't look in the box. Perfect. Uh, Glenn does what he did before and turns into a sack of flour and kind of puts under his arm and says, uh, well, Curious, I think we've got a successful transaction. You hold on to this. And he gives her the gold and he's like, I'll hold on to this and let's get back to the ship. It's been a pleasure doing business with you, uh, boy, and whatever you might be. And like looks to scuba and starts walking away <laughs> okay yeah um you uh yeah so you all uh head back um so as you're heading back to the ship um i actually think that you run into um like as you run into captain combs who's uh kind of accompanied by this like very portly uh very portly person i think you've re- you recognize this race as like uh it's like a half dwarf half human uh it's they think they're uh, like knows a mule mule but they're like very stout, very stocky person with like no hair on their head and just like a big, big bushy beard. Um, and uh, there he like has like his arm like friendly like around Captain Combs' shoulders uh, and is kind of like uh, bidding him adieu as uh, he kind of turns to head like Captain Combs turns to head back to the ship um, and then kind of sees you all and goes, "Well, it's uh, great to see y'all made it back safely. I had my concerns there for a bit. Didn't seem like." That was going to be the most uh, uh, easy of, of missions. I'm happy to hear that y'all are safe. Yeah, we made it out without a single scratch, except for Glenn. He got scratched. But, I mean, uh, I took a I took a nap. Yeah, was... yeah, yeah. He took a nap. But uh, we have a ship now. I mean, kind of, as you can see. Uh. But uh, we're not really sure what to do with it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. Um, I mean, I, to be honest, that thing's kind of got a target paint on its back. Whatever, uh, you know, might be better just to send it to the bottom of the send to see the old sea gods. If you uh, maybe might be the best course of action for it, but you also probably might be able to hawk it, sell it to someone else here. But again, uh, it's a lot of sailors, a lot of Intelligent sailors are probably going to stay clear of it because it's, uh, I can't imagine that thing's going to be floating very long if, uh, 
any of its fellow brethren come across it? Well, uh, there were three, maybe more, uh, sailor commoners we saved from uh, imminent death, as it were, that uh, seemed interested in taking it. I'm not really sure what they planned, uh, what their other options were, but uh, we're just probably going to leave it to them. Well, that's, uh, that's an easy fix right there. Don't have to do anything else. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to hear that y'all are going to continue on. Um, curious, I, I did talk to Griff. Um, he's my contact down here. He's able to get you across over to the Sea of Sands. He has a convoy heading across the call. Uh, they'll be heading out of here, taking a, taking a kind of a ferry, and then uh, they'll be traveling through the mountains and down, and uh, they can get you over there for, uh, for the, the coin you said you had. So not all of it, of course. Uh, I was able to get you quite a bit of a deal. So uh, you should be able to, you know, maybe for a quarter of the earnings you got from that, uh, uh, from that race, you might be able to get across there to where you're looking to go. Thank you so much, Captain. That that would be mighty fine to to go back to the monastery. I will take our hostage with us, though. Does that make it uh, more of a uh, money issue? Uh, you might be able to hostage. What? Uh, no, she is a good friend. No, they they have uh, <laughs> seen the light, as it were, and uh, seek refuge and uh enlightenment from the monastery yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yes yeah. Uh, she's a Even... conscript of of sorts yeah she's not no, going no, to be hostage. a problem on the seas anymore. anymore well uh i mean the threat of imminent death will convert even the most stalwart of souls uh, from my experience so i mean i bet you can uh likely you could talk to griff and uh, I, I bet he'd be able to cut you a deal as long as she's not too much or they're not too much trouble uh, but I mean, I, I kind of the benefit of having you along is that you can provide protection for the caravan as well. So I, I think that I don't think he's going to want to be missing you. So I, I think you might be able to make a case there. So yeah, I, you'll have to, you'll have to pitch it to grip yourself, but um, I told them to be expecting you. Uh, you'll be able to find their, uh, their kind of uh, their lodgings up just a little bit further up there. I, I think he's actually headed to the tavern. So you might be able to meet him up there. Oh, great. I hope they have milk there. <laughs> I, I think this is the, the part where we part. I think this might be the party, the, the, the part part. The party part, okay. Uh, she turns to, to the rest of the crew and uh, she says, or looks at each each and every one of them separately and gives them a little proper goodbye and says like, Gasmo, it was amazing to see how powerful you really are. Calling upon the powers, they were godlike, electrifying. The energy that you keep is appealing to many. Thank you for doing what is right. People need those who play by rules and law. It keeps chaos at bay when it's not wanted. Thank you. Then turns to Glenn. Being playful and fun from time to time can be tricky. Thank you that sometimes being less curious is actually a way to save the cat. I still have nine, uh, nine lives left because of it. Thank you. You seem to have a great eye though for your own destiny. Sometimes we must have faith that the destiny knows its own path. Rangrim, you already look like you fought many battles, and I can feel the pain in your past. I take comfort in that, because it seems like you still continue with eye on the horizon. Instead of letting the weight of the past be your future, you step up and keep light of spirit. 
I am going to take this into account on my very own adventure with my brothers. Thank you, all three of you. You guys, you know what it is like to leave your family and friends behind, or not even know where you actually come from. I am going to see if I can get answers myself now. Thank you for giving me a clear view of the paths that need to be traversed. I will no longer be a stray cat from now on. Lynn doesn't say anything, just gives her a hug, and then slips 300 gold in her back pocket. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't know. It's like either this cat gets me and Rangrim hugs her. And also, who is the nearest person to me? This I say, Clinton, Cosmo, or Curious. As Rangrim turns around, there is a handkerchief floating mage hand right in front of Rangrim's face. So we can just reach out and blow his nose if he needs to. He's going to blow his nose on that and just reach out and take Captain Combs' shirt. And I'm gonna cast fabricate, and I'm gonna turn it into a ball of yarn. But uh, this is the only thing I could think of that like you might like. Oh, this is perfect. So I mean, you could have this. I'm not crying. You're crying. And he's gonna blow his nose. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn puts an arm around Rangram. It's okay. It's it's it, yeah. She, that was she the only thing anyone's ever said to me. I've been with you guys for months. You you still don't know how to say my name. Get choked up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> did did you remove part of Combs's shirt? <laughs> the whole um, thing, probably all of it. Is I, it fabricate like a level six spell or something really strong? Uh, too? Fabricate is four a fourth level spell, I believe. So like the power of gods billow from out below you as Combs now has a half tank. <laughs> so I need to create a ball of yarn for my cat friend. Correct. He Amazing. Has a, he's rocking a crop top. This, he's got this, el, this elderly sailor is now rocking a crop top um, huh? and uh, goes, well, hell, Rangrim. And he's uh, like wiping some uh, tears away from his eyes and goes, hell, that was beautiful though. I don't even, I'm not even going to fault you for it. So funny. Was funny. Everyone looks expectantly at Cosmo. <laughs> expectantly at Cosmo. Yeah, naturally. Curious. It was uh, quite the pleasure and honor to uh, be a part of your journey. And uh, I hope and believe that uh, the next part of your journey will certainly be greater than the latter. And uh, look forward to seeing all of the amazing things that uh, come for you. You are a dear friend to this group and uh, will always have a place amongst us. Thank you. I can say that from all the things that I have done in my past, you guys are my most curious detour. Awesome. Um, yeah, I I think that, um, I think that you all... Uh, I think that as you kind of like part there, uh, I think you all head down to uh, Third's Charm, uh, you know, kind of letting the merchant sailors know that that ship is now theirs and that maybe they should <laughs> get it, uh, change its color uh, and, and uh, sometime soon <laughs> in the future, just for its own safety. Uh, we might have minimum. Some pirate Lord after you. Just go, guys. You're fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, 
I think that uh, you all get uh, loaded up. Um, the the contents uh, of Griff you find you find out is like uh, mostly ale and other kinds of spirits that you all are transporting down south. Uh, Ego, you can see his eyes kind of like uh, he like looks sideways at Rangrim and kind of just like knowingly is like we are absolutely going to be drinking some of that. Uh, and Combs is kind of like looking uh, scoldingly at like watchful eye on all of you as uh, it's being loaded up to make sure nothing goes to and disappears. Um, but yeah, you all um, load up onto the Third's Charm and uh, basically, you know, set sail uh, down south towards the, you know, the, the mysteries that Crystal Crescent Isle uh, hold in store for you. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that you all kind of, as, as your ship kind of disappears into the distance, you can see that, uh, you know, Curious the Tabaxi uh, waving at you all from the island. Um, and that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. I hope she finds that gold and she like can like, just go do laundry for, and just leave it. For one time, we end like a light note. And then Glenn blacks out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Curious sees a crack and just rip the phone apart. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Curious, the B, the BBEG the whole time. Well, yeah, what well, you didn't know. Meow, meow. <laughs> crack and freeze the entire time. Yeah, she turns the coin over in her fingers, laughing maniacally. No, 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 no. no. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.